Buzz podcast. My name is Yasmin and today we're chatting to Rhiannon Mitchell. She's a Mananjali woman from the Bow Desert region of Queensland. She grew up on Coffs Coast and she's now changing the future of Indigenous women through connection with culture and the marine environment. And with that in mind, she's currently studying marine science at Southern Cross University's National Marine Science Centre and is also the founder of Salt Water Sisters. That's a mentoring and ocean conservation organisation empowering Indigenous youth through cultural workshops and mentoring. They also run beach cleanups to help educate the community and it's a great organisation all round. So welcome Rhiannon, I'm so excited to have you on our podcast today. Thank you. So your experiences are amazing to read and I'm fascinated to talk to you today but first let's start from what inspired you to actually study marine science? Um, well, I actually, I grew up in a little town called Bellingen. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's just near the Coast Coast. So um, I grew up in nature as an Aboriginal person. I was always really connected to the land. So, but we grew up swimming in the rivers and climbing trees and in the bush. Um, and we'd just come to the beach on the weekends. And then as I got older, I moved closer to the beach and just started like walking on the beach a lot. And that was really good for my mental health you know after a big day of work and then I just got more fascinated in like what sort of activities you could do by the beach and so my friends they were learning to scuba so I decided to learn how to scuba um, and then I got really into it I was lucky I went on like a 12-day shark holiday um, diving yeah. holiday in the Philippines so we dived with reef sharks thresher sharks whale sharks um, so that was a really amazing experience and then I wanted to teach Aboriginal kids about the ocean because I was just thinking like so many Aboriginal kids haven't seen the ocean the way that I've been able to see it and be inspired by it. So that's why I started the business to teach Aboriginal kids. And then I started the business before I started studying and then I was like, okay, I want to do a degree so I can be really well knowledge in this and it's something that I'm super passionate about. So it's really cool when you can study something that you really love. I um, recently just moved next to the beach and I definitely understand where you're coming from in terms of like it helping your mental health so much more, just being able to walk along the beach. So what's been your favourite part with the degree? What have you loved the most? Just learning about different marine life. So like currently through my business, I'm working with the local museum and I've been working with um, some young Aboriginal women and we're creating clay starfish and it's going to go with a story from an elder about starfish and I think because of my degree I did study starfish for two of my assignments so I know like what all the local ones are called and what they look like so we're just like making the local ones and then there's going to be those facts for people to read in the museum yeah so I think that's really cool and I just met some really nice teachers and nice people at uni. So talk to me about Saltwater Sisters when did you found that organization and how has it grown since then? Yeah so it's been about two years so it was just before I started my degree I started it a part of it is the ocean conservation work so like you said, we do beach cleanups. I've taken the girls to the Marine Science Centre and they've heard from scientists there. I get elders to speak to the girls. 
also with Saltwater Sisters, I do mentoring for mostly young Aboriginal girls in foster care. Um, so I just help them to deal with life's challenges, try and inspire them, give them tools that they need just to feel good about themselves and to feel like they have a future. Um, so I do that and I also do workshops. So I go around to schools and do workshops. I do like DIY eco-friendly skincare and I use like native plants as well. So I teach the kids about that, teach them about like recycling, about well-being, about the ocean, about culture. Like I'll get an elder to come in and talk to the girls with me. Um, I've got an Instagram and a Facebook. So I do a lot of ocean conservation promotion on that. And I get a bit of interaction with that and people learning about different marine life that they haven't heard about before. Um, so I just put, you know, a picture up that I've taken that week and just explain what that marine animal is. And a lot of people, yeah, really like that, especially people that don't live close by the ocean. I get a lot of comments like, oh, I love seeing your stuff every week because, you know, I don't live near the ocean. So it's refreshing to see something like this. For those that do want to follow you, what's your Insta handle? So it's saltwater underscore sisters but sisters is spelled s-i-s-t-a-s cool awesome so give Ray a follow and check out all her beautiful photography so how big is the group of people you usually work with well the ocean conservation group I did start that and it was a bunch of about 12 girls and we were just going doing beach cleanups like I was saying and I'll learn about the oceans um I work with aboriginal girls I always felt that that was my place to work with aboriginal girls and aboriginal men to work with aboriginal boys it's just like protocol in our culture um so yeah it'd be 12 to 25 is the age range you'll learn from yeah marine scientists we'll go snorkeling we'll do beach cleanups you'll hear from elders have you experienced many challenges with this? Obviously COVID, like you mentioned, is a big one and not actually being able to go to the beach in groups. Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. Like I've been really lucky. I feel very lucky as an Aboriginal woman, a young Aboriginal woman to be um, supported to have a business because, you know, maybe 20 years ago that wouldn't have happened. You know, it wasn't long ago that Aboriginal people didn't even have rights. Mm -hmm. So we are in a place that... I feel like the country is changing and, you know, young Aboriginal people are standing up and saying, hey, like, we want to have a business and we want to, you know, share our culture and our knowledge. And I think people, the wider community are listening. And so I just find that super powerful. Like on Instagram, I've got a lot of Aboriginal women that follow me and I follow them and we all support each other. And so it's a really cool place for even just women in business, not even Aboriginal women, but women you know, we're sort of taking our power back and sharing what we think is important. Have you had a chance, I know obviously with COVID, but have you had a chance to spend much time at the National Marine Science Centre and check out all the facilities there? Oh, I was so stoked. Like the first year, I think we did a couple months there before everything got closed down, which is really nice because we've got a beautiful aquarium there. So every time, I think I was like one of the only ones that went every single like lunch break or morning tea, I would go down to the aquarium and like take footage of, I've got a cute little octopus in there and catfish and just some really amazing marine life. I got a frogfish, which is really cool. If you've ever seen a frogfish, they're really cool. They like have little legs and they, it doesn't, they don't actually walk, but it looks like they're walking along um, the bottom of the aquarium. So that's pretty cool. Um, so when I was there, I really liked that. And um, we did a field trip out one day just to see some rock pools. And I don't know if you've heard of um, nudibranchs, but they're really cool. They're these tiny little slugs. Like they can be smaller than your finger, but they can look so cool. They come in all different shapes, colors, 
but when we went out with the marine science teachers, they were showing us them all. And I'd been to that rock pool before and hadn't seen anything, but you just really have to look under rocks and just be gentle. But I went up seeing so much stuff that day. So that's the cool part about studying marine science, doing the field trips and seeing the cool marine life. Do you have a favorite marine animal? I know that's a big question to ask. Oh, there's so many, like, I love, um, I haven't seen a manta ray yet. I want to swim with manta rays. I've been, I, there's been so many times when people have said, oh, there's a manta ray, like they're out at Byron Bay at the moment. So we've gone down to Byron Bay and we've missed them. So I oh. want to see manta rays. I haven't seen hammerheads yet, hammerhead sharks. I want to see those. Um, I just love the whale shark because they're just like so elegant and beautiful. Um, but probably, yeah, whale shark, manta ray and nudie ranks are really cool too so um, what are some of the things that you've learned with your degree so far that you've found quite valuable well I found chemistry really hard mm, yeah me too in year seven that was enough for me <laughs> uh, I like wearing the lab coat and like the glasses and then like you do the full-on chemistry experiments I like doing that now you said before that you struggled as a teenager with your identity what was that like and how have you found your connection to culture since your teens um yeah so like because where I grew up there wasn't many Aboriginal people at school Mm. um but I was lucky because I did go I was in an Aboriginal group at school so we were lucky we did traditional dancing and did cultural camps and had elders come and visit us so that was really important to me growing up and then I found like when I really got into culture is when I really became like really strong as a person and knowing who I am and so I just um spend time with elders in high school and then that really paved the way for the future of you know my relationship with my elders and being able to ask them questions when I need and get knowledge from them um but I think I was definitely lost when I didn't have the culture um so it's just really empowering for me as an Aboriginal woman to know who I am where I'm from who my family are what my family history is and just to know that we're connected to this land and we have a responsibility to take care of it. So I do see a lot of young Aboriginal people struggle with that when they're not connected to culture. It's sort of like hand in hand, like if you have a good sense of culture and who you are, it helps with your well-being. It helps like, you know, even now I'm doing education, but that ties back to my culture as well, because we were the first knowledge holders here in this place. Like we're First Nation people and there's so much history knowledge we have about ocean conservation. So in every sort of way of my life, it comes back to culture and who I am as an Aboriginal person. So yeah, there was that struggle not knowing all about my culture. Like I did, as I got older, talk more to my family about it. You know, they have given me like family trees and who our ancestors were and who my great grandparents were. And that all really contributes to who I am today. So yeah, that's definitely something I want to teach our young Aboriginal people too, because there is that knowledge there. Sometimes it's hard to access because we do live in a different day today and it's been harder with, you know, elders passing away and sometimes losing that knowledge. But I do try and help our young people to try and connect with that. Yeah. How could they connect with their elders and their history and their culture? What advice would you give them? 
Well, I'm Mananjali, so my family from Bow Desert in Queensland, um, but I grew up here around the Coff Coast on Gumbangia country. Um, so I did learn a lot about Gumbangia language and from Gumbangia elders, but I think just knowing where you're from, but also where you are. So I think it's good to acknowledge where your people are from um, and also just acknowledge the country that you're living on. Yeah. Um, so I learned from a lot of the elders here and I'm really grateful for that to be brought up because, you know, we live on the ocean here. So we're very lucky where the river meets the sea. So we've got beautiful rivers and sea. So I have a few elders that are Gumbangia and they're my mentors. So one elder, Arnie B, um, she's done a lot with the Southern Cross University. Like I speak to her all the time, like see her weekly. Um, I'm always asking for advice, just making sure that I'm doing things culturally right. And for kids at school, they will see elders at school, like elders will come in and talk to them. So just give them that respect, listen to what they have to say, um, ask questions if you have any questions, because all the elders I've met are really willing to give you any knowledge and information, just sit down and talk to you. Um, so that's a really powerful tool to have. And elders are a really powerful connection to have as well. Um, they can help you through school. They can help you with your studies. You know, it's been many times where I've studied other things and not just marine science and I've had to go to an elder and ask for their knowledge. Um, and I think just being involved in cultural stuff at school, there's usually dancing, you know, there's usually groups that you can be involved in. And also just asking your family, like, you know, who are my grandparents? Like, what's our, what's our language? Who's our tribe? And if they don't know, talking to other family members, because usually there's someone in the family that holds that knowledge. Um, but even ask people like myself, if you know an Aboriginal person in community, like you could come up and say, hey, I don't know who my family is and I'm happy to help and find out, you know, if they're from Kempsey or if they're from South East Rocks, they're Dungadi. So who are some Dungadi people we know? You know, there's knowledge out there. You just got to look for it. Yeah, absolutely. So you're doing amazing things and you've talked about the program that you want to kick off. Is there anything else on your bucket list that you're hoping to achieve or what do you want to do next? I just want to grow my social media. I just want to get better at ocean photography and just keep running these programs. You know how I work with um, Aboriginal girls in foster care. I'm pretty excited today after this. Um, there's a young girl and um, I've bought her all new stuff and we're going to do a full-on room makeover for her so I'm super excited about that she's been going through some stuff so like that's a part of my job that I just love just helping like young women just feel like good about themselves and feel empowered I feel like with what you do like stuff like that is so simple yet would make such a difference yeah because I was like I was in trouble with the police when I was a teenager and that's like when I wasn't doing culture and that I was um, just getting into a lot of fights and I was actually locked up quite a few times. I was in foster care as a teenager, um, but I changed my life around. I ended up finishing year 12 and um, I ended up working ever since, you know, 18. So I've had a lot of time to grow and reflect and um, that's why I wanted to use this business to help others like through nature and culture and and it is a really like holistic sort of business. It's just whatever they need, like making up someone's room, like that's really important to them. Cause it, I remember when I was going through the stage of transforming my life around, like having respect for myself and respect for my things and for respect for the people around me, they were all really important things. And I think it starts from having respect for yourself, like feeling good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And for these young kids, sometimes when they're in foster care, that room is the only thing that they have. Like that's their special space where they go to 
I remember when I was younger, that was really important for me because I also work at the Women's Refuge. Um, so I do a lot of work with women that are going through um, domestic violence and just have a lot of chaos in their life. So I r- recognize how important a space is. What are all those self-care things that we do for ourselves? Like young people can really get into habit of doing that for themselves at a young age as well. Saltwater Sisters is the company that Rhiannon runs. So make sure you look up the company online and give her a follow and on Facebook as well. And I think it's amazing what you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lovely to talk to you. (laughs) 